Will you continue on from the Hydra's lair towards where you believe the cult is hidden? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and I mean, that that broy Pegasus had a point. There's no reason we can't pretend to worship the world eater. Yeah, should yeah. we go like... What was that one guy wearing? You know, the dead one? Uh, they were just wearing, like, regular armor. They Stuff? just, like, brought it with them. So should we, like, be boring? Ugh, I hate being boring. The Pegasi fly off, and you see the body of the Hydra sinking into the water. Alviva, could you make a nature check, please? Sure thing. That is a 16. Okay. You reckon that you could actually harvest some of this acid to use as venom. Venom. Ooh. Sure, that's the kind of thing I like to do. I don't explain it. I just like <laughs> waited. <laughs> oh wait, what? What are you? What? Are Are you sure it's dead, honey? Yeah, I'm fine. As I just like, I'm grabbing <laughs> a hydra head and yanking do, its mouth do you, open. Do you want some help with that, or? I got gloves. That okay. doesn't seem right. Could you make another nature check, please? Maybe a survival check. Is this for the, the harvesting part? This is for the harvesting part. Oh yeah, survival usually does that kind of thing, yeah? Might be a survival. I'm looking at the like harvesting and poison and rules, and it says tw uh, nature. But I will allow a survival check, so roll that. Hey. Oh! That's a nat 20, so that's a 27. <laughs> Very I nice. actually know extremely the fuck what I'm doing somehow. <laughs> you know, I've never seen a hydra before and I didn't know what it was. But you've but been, you've a snake head is a snake yeah, head. You've seen you you grabbed snakes. Yeah, I've devenomed a lot of snakes for fun in my childhood. Yeah. And we like just, we got some of the some of the fangs for that amphisbena a couple days ago. So yeah. that was just that was warm up, baby. Old hat. Elvivo would just like grab a bunch of snakes and then Grayson milk would, would milk them and then <laughs> milk sell them. the venom to some apothecaries, and that's how you guys got pies. Alviva's just like Hermie the yeah. fucking elf here, just knocking out all the teeth. Okay, so um, Alviva, you now it's have... It's actually easier when they're bigger. You now have two vials of serpent venom. Uh, a creature subjected to this poison must succeed on a DC 11 con save taking 3d6 poison damage on a fail save or half as much on a successful one you can basically apply this to uh weapons ammunition any objects that deal uh, slashing or piercing damage sweet oh you can get some poison arrows and shit yeah okay uh we should probably keep moving before a whole bunch of other large animals come in to start eating this corpse Cool. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that again. So, uh, Alviva walks away with two little vials of this strange green acrid liquid. Okay, we can go now. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Lead the way. It's free poison. <laughs> it's free, it's free poison. <laughs> free poison. You'll see. Uh, amazing. So, uh, you, you climb up the fork and pass up the hill on the other side of the basin. Climbing over the ridge, you look ahead and you see the land start to rise up and up and up. And then the angle increases further still into a small mountain. It doesn't look particularly steep. And you reckon you've only got like a day or two left of travel. The sides of the mountain appear to be rocky and wooded. And at the top of it, you can see a dark mass of forest shrouded in mist. This is surely your destination. All right. 
That seems yeah, right. I guess just get as far as we can. That, that seems that, o- looks... that seems ominous enough, right? Yeah, that looks yeah. that looks like a bad time. Yeah. All right, let's get moving. Uh, do you want to move at the fast, normal, or slow pace? Uh, Aviva decision. I think let's go normal. Yeah, yeah okay. especially because uh, we're not going to try and be sneaky about this. Oh yeah, I think like we we definitely think, are right, cultists. We're like we're normal cult yeah. people. We're definitely cultists. We love worms. Yeah, we definitely know where we're going, and we are going to be welcome at our destination. Let's all visualize that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love the yeah. the, we love the worm, world the worm, the, the world eater. They're the, both great. Which yeah. one is it? It's either one. It's the world eater, the worm that whispers, the worm, the worm of the void. Look, I've got some, I've been taking some notes. I can start giving you a crash course on the way. Have you heard the good worm? (laughs) Have you heard the worm? (laughs) Okay. Everybody knows about the worm. You. Worm is the worm. As you pass your way through the, uh, through the first, it's, it's about 20 miles to the foot of the mountain. And as you get there. Things start to seem a little strange. The air seems a little more still than you would expect, especially as your elevation increases. One of the things you pass is over a rise, you see some a large pointy shape. It's about 10 feet tall and five wide. It's very angular. And as you get closer, you realize it is a jet black obelisk. You are currently about 100 feet away from it. Let's not get closer. <laughs> How about that? Why the hell would there... Okay, I figured he was talking about, like, a plant or something, not a fucking obelisk. <laughs> if you walk that road, Big black thing. Can I squint at it extra hard from a distance and make a perception check to try and pick up any extra details? You may. Go right ahead. Uh, I will do the same. Sweet. Do a vibe check. That is a dirty 20. Oh, nat 20. Ooh. Okie dokie. So, uh, you two can both see some things around it. You move to a position where you have a little bit of height on it, so you can see down instead of, uh, uh, so you have the elevation rather than it. You can see brown smears around the grass at its base that you're pretty sure is dried blood. Mm. And scattered around its base, in about a 30-foot radius, you see many birds and animals lying there oh what the hell there are free birds <laughs> they are lying still one of the larger ones uh, a deer does appear to be breathing hmm. but it's not moving oh. it's lying there alviva yeah i don't think that deer is getting out of there yeah okay i uh string my bow okay make a bow attack Oof, oh crit fail crit fail okay uh, your arrow strikes the obelisk, and oh. there is this loud dong oh, no. sound that ripples through it. And I need all of you to make a wisdom save, please. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, in some way, this is saving us time, because I was very <laughs> likely to shoot an arrow at the obelisk anyway on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I meant to. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a 21? <laughs> Twenty-six. Oh, <laughs> Artie rolled a nat one. Arturus and Alviva. Yeah, I got an eight. You are very tired. You want to lie down. It's time to lie down and sleep. Oh, you don't have to nap worry squad. about anything. Oh, you no, nap squad. Time. 
yawned you are, that. It's not like it's not like a yawny thing. It's more like you're stunned and you just lie down on the ground. What? A nap sounds um, great. Oh no 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 no. Nap nap sounds good. And with Lynn and Juliana, uh, twenty one and twenty six respectively, you are fine. You just see these two. They don't they don't say anything. They don't yawn. They just kind of lie down on the ground mm. with their eyes open. Oh, I've read this children's book. You do not get stuck in the poppy field. Uh, she is going to uh, heft Artie up. Uh, says Wynn with her skinny arms. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alviva's also skinny. Uh, I can try to get both of them. Wynn tries to heft Alviva. You can heft Alviva just fine. Okay. I got, the, I got the little beefy one. Come on. Uh, yeah, she says. Okay, so you, do you start taking them away from the obelisk? Yes. I'm just gonna. I, I I figure right now the best thing to do is just to just to hop away and yep. uh, worry about waking them up later. Okay. After about thirty seconds, Alviva and Arturo's kind of shake awake, and you two you have splitting headaches. Also, you haven't blinked in like a minute. Oh my eyes. Ugh. Oh, Ch- uh, Juliana's gonna. Jillian is gonna put Artie down. Oh, you you okay? Wynn kind of dumps Alviva. Sorry, Alviva. <laughs> oh, my ah. head. Oh, hurts. my arms hurt. Oh. Neither of you remember anything between the hearing the sound and waking up. Are you guys okay? What? You like dropped. What? Mm. Yeah, like head hurty. Like Alviva's arrow hit that obelisk. It went dong, and you guys just dropped. There was. I don't know. There was there was some kind of weird effect that that Wen and I managed to get through. But you're okay. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, Jillian gonna look between Alviva and Artie and basically just do like some some like checks of like okay, tracking your eye movement. All right. They seem fine. They seem okay. What? You have a z- you two? Follow my finger. Yeah. Okay. He follows okay. it. Where are you from, Artie? My house. Artie, what? What? <laughs> Artie, what? <laughs> Who's your best friend? Oh, it's Max. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, and what did you have for breakfast this morning? What did we have for breakfast? Probably fish, no? <laughs> what did you What did you shoot out of your gun? Oh, it was a uh, that was a fish. Also fish. The answer to all these is maybe fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fish. All your questions end in fish. Okay. All right. He's fine. Jill, you perform a quick check on Alviva 2 and determine that she is fine. You don't think there will be any lasting effects from this. Okay. All right. Well, Alviva, let's did you not... say anything about your eyes? What? They hurt. Your I eyes hurt. hurt. Why are oh, they it's hurt? Oh, it's just because you didn't blink. Yeah, but I, Artie's probably fine, huh? Artie's totally fine. Yeah. How many pairs of eyelids do you have? Like three. Don't Ugh. you guys have three? No, we have one and like a nictating membrane that meant we used to have one. Wait, what? What? Artie opens his other eyelid. Yeah. No, oh, the... God, it's so bright. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, do you think like... elves have secondary eyelids as well? <laughs> I would love that. Uh... <laughs> 
Wynn kind of blinks a few times. Yeah, no, like humans, they have like nictating membranes where they used to have a like vestigial second eyelid. It's it's this little like she points at her pink she points her pinky finger at like the corner of her eyelid. It's this weird little pinky bit here in the corner. Anyway, it's not important. We should go. It it sounds useful. How do how do I get my other eyelid back? Uh, I don't think you can. Same way you can't get your tail back. <laughs> you just close. I could have a tail. Alviva, could you make an intelligence check for me, please? Yeah. Sure. It's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you think you remember learning about a place where you could actually modify your body, but you have no recollection of where that was. Oh, shit. That would have actually been a good intelligence check to make. I thought you were just testing whether or not it was stupid that I didn't know about <laughs> basic biology. I'm not mean. Okay. I'm just a DM. <laughs> Let's keep moving huh okay you continue on your way uh as you move closer and closer to the mountain you start to see dead grass and dead trees sparse at first the area starts to get a bit more wooded and there are in fact trees around and as they grow thicker more of them appear to be dead you know how you see those leaves which have like died and gone skeletal and they're like white paper thin with Ooh, all the membranes yeah yeah it's the cool trees stuff. All their leaves look like that. And these Ooh. ones grow more and more uh, frequent among the living trees. That's not a great sign. And then, out of the blue, when you hear a voice in your head. Don't like that. And I'm going to show it to you and you alone. Okay. And then, if you so desire, you can tell the other players about it. Uh, Wynn kind of pauses for a moment and then uh, swiftly starts counting on her fingers. Uh... When you okay? Well, I get world. Uh, Zeta, she says, gesturing wildly with her hand. Oh, did you get ascending? She nods her head. Oh shit! You remember it clearly enough that if you wish, you can read it out to the party. Yeah, she she says uh, that my package has arrived and it will enable me to communicate more easily with her, and she'll talk to me soon. <gasps> oh my gosh! Hell yeah! That's really sweet. Okay, do, do you need some help working out a working out a reply? Uh, she kind of. Can I, answer, can I send it back? Yes, you can uh, You can uh. do a reply, of course. And just for the audience and everyone's benefit, I'll read out the sending. Yes. From Carolyn Thazita, via hired service, to Cacophony. Hello, dear. Your package has arrived in Lato. It'll enable us to communicate more easily. Talk soon. <gasps> she called you dear. She used the term of a dear. She called me dear. Oh. oh, it sounds serious. <laughs> uh, Wynn kind of flails a little Ooh. bit. Do I call her babe? Do I say babe? I, oh, do I, babe. I, I don't know. She yeah, said yeah. dear. I feel like I feel like that that means that you can use a pet name in return, right? Right? I, yeah, why yeah. Why am I saying this? I don't know these. But names. do I use babe? Is babe a bad one? Uh, it, uh, I don't I don't think babe's a bad one. It's I don't all know. about how you say it. It all depends on whether or not she likes being called babe. Do you wanna I mean oh, wait, 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 wait. What does cacophony cacophony uses endearments all the time? Uh, what about like my dear, cacophony my does. darling, or she something? She says darling. Yeah, yeah. Use a darling. Yeah, that that's sounds good safe. Little fish. Because remember, okay. remember. Be ca like you're using like cacophony voice, right? Correct. I have to use cacophony voice. I'm, I gotta get. I gotta get in the right. mood. Um, I I take up a guard position and keep watch, which is my way of caring to give them <laughs> as much time as they need to just have a have a little moment. Artie throws some sparkle dust at, at wind. <laughs> Do you rake it out of your hair from you. uh, the sparkle dust you got from? He the, had some in his the pockets. Secondary realm. 
Yeah, from the from the demi plane. Yeah, he had some in his pockets. He pocket duster. <laughs> pockets, pocket stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. How's this? Are we ready? Yeah, let's go for it. What do you got? Wynne kind of rubs her hands together, and when she talks, she goes from Wynne to her cacophony voice. Darling, so excited to hear from you. Looking forward to the package. We'll retrieve it once we get back from the evil well. Keep well. You used a little joke in there. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Very good. Oh, I love it. <sighs> uh, and then she 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 nods, and then she replies to the sending with Okey-dokey. that. Okie dokie. So that happens while you're walking. Oh, that's, that's you really nice. You need, you need five? Wynne just kind of flails a little bit and then she's okay okay deep breaths she nods her head and she says let's go that was really nice let's not think about that anymore yeah you don't want to think about it you don't want to talk about it you okay you good nope 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 oh. don't want to talk okay all right all right just excited okay, cool okay you continue on she called me dear <laughs> she called you she dear called you dear continuing on you start to see, well, you actually see a deer. Alviva, you notice it first. A doe? A deer? <laughs> a female deer. <laughs> you signed up for this, sorry. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alviva, you see, you see what appears to be the body of a deer lying in the woods. Okay, does it see him dead? Does it see him stunned? Does it see him... What's my read on the deer? From that distance through the trees, all you can tell is it's not moving. Hmm. Sounds like a dead deer to me. I am going to shoot an arrow near it. Not at it, but near it. You draw your bow back and you shoot an arrow and it pings off a rock next to it. The deer doesn't move. Well? It doesn't look decayed at all from where you're standing and you don't smell anything. I don't like this, gang. This is weird, right? Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> mm, how about this? Hey, breadsticks. Chirp, chirp. My friend. How about- Breadsticks. Breadsticks chitters. Yeah. Can you do a quick flyby? Don't slow down. Just, I'm going to look through breadsticks' eyes and do a kind of aerial pass, like, you know, 30 feet off the ground. She moves, I think, 60 feet uh, when flying, so pretty quick. Your eyes blank out and go white as you take Breadsticks' vision, and you, in her, fly past the deer. You see that from 30 feet up, that its eyes are open, and you actually see a slight intake of breath. But then you notice that something is a little off about its face, but you can't see moving that quickly. All right, good job, Breadsticks. Come back and have a... Have a snack? Have a breadstick snack. Have, have a breadstick snack. She gratefully <laughs> takes your breadsticks and then also tries to take a finger. Good girl. <laughs> I would expect no different. Uh, yeah. So what do you think, Elf? It's something She's... messed up. It's awake like the one at the obelisk, but it also something's messed up with its face. Honestly, I kind of want to just shoot it. It's got the bed face? What do you mean something's messed up with its face? I don't know. I sent breadsticks quick in case something bad was going to happen so I didn't get a good look, but it's just red is off. Hmm. Uh, I want to try to just look over the areas around the deer with just like a perception or something. 
You can tell without a perception check that there are no obelisks nearby. The air was more still around obelisks and you couldn't hear any insects. Mm. Here you can hear a little bit of insect life. So it just seems perfectly normal except for this deer. Do we want me to maybe try to sneak forward to peek at the <sighs> face? Yeah, if you think you can get in quietly and get back out. Gwen kind of nods her head. Um, and then, worst case, I've got my teleport if right. something goes wrong. Yeah, alright. Uh, so Wynn kind of slinks down close to the ground, and then we'll start creeping forward towards it, trying to arc around it so she can get a look at the face. Okay, you do that. You crouch down low, and you very, very quietly, very stealthily creep up. And you can't see its face at first until you're about, I want to say, 15 feet away. Yeah. And then you round the corner, get past a tree trunk, and you see that this deer is alive, it is breathing, and its eyes are gone, replaced with Ooh. teeny tiny black swirls. What the fuck? That seem to suck the light out of them. Wind stares at this for a moment, and then uh, carefully steps backward. Uh, waits until she's out of the arc to actually turn around and head back towards the others. So, what, 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 what's up? Is it dead? It's still alive, but the eyes are wrong. Wrong how? They look like black whirlpools. I don't like that. I don't, they I don't. seem I don't to like, like it's that. like they... They swirl and they just kind of suck the light out of the area. So it's like any sunlight coming through the trees she gets overhead goes into the eyes and disappears. I think that's some well shit, y'all. Yeah. I think it's bad. I think I'm going to try again to put this deer yeah. out of its misery. Yeah, if you can put it out of its misery. Yeah, so I think you should do that. Around for me to hit. Yeah. As you talk, there is a tiny thud at your feet. Do you look down? Look down. Yeah, it does. Automatically. You realize a squirrel has fallen out of the tree and it's landed at your feet. Its oh, eyes no. are the same? Its eyes are the same. Maybe we should just go. I think we should just, like, yeah. run. I think we should just, Maybe like, we should yeah, just let's run. Just go. Let's go. get up. Yeah, I, I think the well's corrupting everything. Yeah. I. Yeah. You move on? Yeah, we're, I we're think, getting I out. think we move on in a nice clip. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you move the hell along. I think I'm creeped the fuck out, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yerg. As night starts to fall, it's getting late now, as night starts to fall, you actually come across what appears to be some kind of natural cave. It looks big enough that you could fit the tiny hut in there. Mm, I'm suspicious of caves. <laughs> I'm not just going to trust a cave. <laughs> yeah, let's check out Can't the cave first. <laughs> Vive, do you mind checking out the cave first? Yeah. Alright. Um Already checks with with Alviva. Alright, you gonna try and be sneaky with me? Wind hovers with Jill outside. I got a twenty seven stealth. I uh, was actually gonna say you didn't need to roll stealth. Well there's nothing there. But it was such well, a good <laughs> stealth though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can have your, your nineteen on the die. It was super helpful. Super stealthful. <laughs> you peer into the cave and you see a great number of bones gnawed clean. Many things shine and sparkle among them. I don't like that. That's a trap. Mm. Many things like, like, like loot. 
Probably Luke. I'll look at it. I'm not going to touch it. Artie definitely touches it. Do you go into the cave and look closer? Oh yeah, well I thought I was going to try and sneak into the cave. That's what the stealth was for. It's it's not that deep. It's only about 20 feet in. Oh, okay. So I probably, like, I can see through Breadstick's eyes to get dark vision, but it sounds like that might not be too important. Yeah, it's it's a little dim. It's dim light in there. So if you want, Breadsticks can sit on your head and you can just look through her eyes. That's yeah, fine. that's the way I like to do it. It's just kind <laughs> of like I have a lamp, but instead of a lamp, it's that I look through my pseudo-dragon's eyes. It's totally normal. <laughs> that's such a normal, cool, regular thing to do with eyes. <laughs> Do you search the bones? I think not exhaustively. Search I'm just going to kind of creep search around and have a look at them. Looking through the bones, there are a great many broken tools and weapons and bent coins and torn cloth. But you manage to recover the following. You realize there's a lot of loot in there. And Aliva, you find, I, I, I imagine you and certainly Artie would search this together. You find 50 platinum. 2,500 gold, 6,700 silver, Whoa. 70 copper, Whoa. and a shit ton of magic items. Whoa! Alviva, there are a bunch of dead adventurers in this cave! Alviva, did we just find a lot of money? What ate them? Yeah. You can only use the money if you're not also a dead adventurer, though. That's true. What ate them? So... What you got in there, guys? So... Bunch of stuff. Uh, can I look at the Bunch bones? Stuff. Can I look at the bones and try and learn, make make thoughts about how they died, and also just the cave? Can I can I get a sense if somebody's yeah. been living in this cave and maybe how it? Roll either nature or survival, please. Uh, let's do survival. That's a twenty-three. Uh, you believe this is the cave of a predator who has been killing adventurers and bringing them back here to eat them? Yeah. Yeah, like like a recent cave? Yeah, that's my next question is, does it look like I see any signs or kind of tracks of recent activity? No, you don't. You estimate that nothing's been here for at least three days, and usually predators return to their caves in the evening. Okay, all right. I'm going to tentatively call everybody in and say, all right, I think that as far as caves go... <laughs> This one won't immediately be a bad idea. Holy shit! So, everything that is in here, and I've got, a list, I've got it all listed down, there is 50 platinum, 2,500 gold, 6,700 silver, 70 copper, a quiver of eight arrows which have bits of pitch on them that you look like you'd set on fire, two potions of greater healing, one potion of growth, three potions of normal healing, one potion of speed, one wand of magic missiles, one cloak of protection plus two, a damaged journal, and a diamond worth 5,000 5, oh. GP. Di diamond, 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 uh, diamond me, goes, me diamond. Diamond goes to Jill. Uh, money goes me into... diamond. Money should also go to Jill so she can give it out at the end. Actually, Wynn, you've been keep you've been like collecting most of the money right oh, now. Oh, okay, well then I will put it in my pocket. You want to just put that in with the rest of our shit? Yeah, I'll do that. Wait, I can put it with the rest no, of the money that we you got can't. earlier, though. <laughs> Let this be a lesson. These adventurers should have used their consumables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> uh, so I'll take those fire arrows, eh? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start leafing through that journal. Okay. Also, who, who who's going to get the wand? Uh... Artie just starts putting on the cloak and, like, spinning around in it. 
Nice. Jill, the the journal should be now in your inventory, and you can open it and read it. Okay. Uh, Artie, did you say you want the cloak of protection? Uh, he w- he grabbed it and started spinning around in it because it's a it's a flowy cloak. Right. Uh, wind will pick up that wand of magic missiles. Yep. Uh, Arturos, you might want to go to inventory and equip that cloak of protection because that'll give you plus two AC. Oh hell yeah! Yay! Also, plus two to save, baby. Artie puts on. I feel protect. I feel like a warm comfort. Like someone's giving me a hug. Oh shit! Roll a uh, roll intelligence, please. Oh, that's gonna. <laughs> you sure you want me to roll that? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> All right. That's a nineteen. Surprising. Hey, you should have believed in yourself. Look at that. You realize that. You have night vision, as does everyone else, but Alviva does not. And it may be in your best interest to give her the goggles of night in your inventory so that she can also see in the dark. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my god, I should open my eyes. <laughs> he opens his eyelids again. So that's why I have them. Oh, no one. I just thought it was for the deep sea. Hey. Alviva, here. What? <laughs> Here, take this. Hey guys. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You know how those you know how those Pegasus were saying that we should like sneak into the compound? Yeah. yeah. So was this guy. The sneaking in? Yeah, yeah. He was and she's just sort of leafing through it. He was gonna try to get to the compound. They have a tribute, a family heirloom, a oh, a large diamond. Oh, okay, can't use it for a spell casting. <laughs> right. uh, off-world recruits seem to have brought money and valuables with them. That's why those guys had so much money. Those guys had oh, like so twenty, th- like a ridiculous amount of plat. Okay, okay, okay. They're, they were going so to. So we use the money as for... tri- tribute to, get to the cult. Yeah, you know, you pay the cult money to 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 get things, which is a cool thing that cults do. And that's true. yeah, no, that's oh. that's how the church does it too. Oh. They're like, give us money, and the the god who eats the world will not eat you. Yeah, that that's not really how uh, it's unilaterally done, but speaking of which, I think this guy was Coralia's sweetheart. Oh, no. Who? Who? You didn't meet her. She she was the she was the priestess in Zebuin's temple. She's, yes. Okay. Okay, well, she was looking for... Well, we can take that back. Then. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Not great news, but Yeah, okay. Well better to know than not know. We've got an in then, and she says, just kind of like palming the diamond and kind of tossing it up and down in her hand. We should maybe uh uh like well, I don't know. Maybe we should try and like be sneaky about hiding the rest of our valuables so that we're not compelled to hand them over. We put on mustaches. He did say he was going to try to stash some of his stuff before he came, I think. But you know what? We should, we should probably set up camp first. Is it, it's, is this okay for camp, Alviva? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. No one's, no one's feeling stunned. There's no stunned animals in sight. <laughs> yeah. No. 
when we need to stash some stuff, check this out. And I flare open my cloak. And, oh, that's right! You know, put my swords in it and watch them turn into constellations. And I'm like, eh? Eh? Oh, shit! I'm Juliana applauds! <laughs> that's so cool. That's very fucking cool. Hot damn. Wynn walks the circle around the uh, cave, uh, and there are little flecks as if she's striking flint. And then uh, smoke rises up and, like, the big dome appears inside the cave. It fills most of the cave, but there's still, like, room in there. Jill. What? You reminded me of my best friend Max today. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, I did remind you of your best friend today. What's up? He's probably worried about me and staying up all night thinking, oh no, I miss Arturo's. Really? He's such a great guy. You really think so? No, for sure. He's definitely doing that. Really? Because he sure hasn't seemed fucking interested in anything for a while from anywhere in this this party. Okay, he may be dealing with a coup, but but what? Can we can we, can we send us? Can we send him? Can we send nothing. <sighs> You know, when I said I was okay with you guys using me as a mailbox, I, this isn't really exactly what I meant. <sighs> He's like the only person who knows that I'm alive. Who is not you. Oh, Artie. Oh, no, Artie. You got you, you, you doing that to me? Uh, oh, you're using the puppy dog fish eyes. You guys are cool, but you're not pirates. Artie can take my <laughs> sending slot. I don't know anybody. Oh, you, know, you, know, you know your, yeah, you know your uncle. Yeah, you got like a direct line to your uncle. Yeah. Aviva says, "When suddenly, what? What if you sending that goose you or that swan you hate? Oh, just to annoy it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever no. tried to sending a swan? I don't think I can what speak happens? swan. <laughs> I'll teach you. Okay." Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> Somewhere, the swan turns bright red. It feels very offended, but doesn't know why. <laughs> as much as a swan can turn red under its feathers. Okay, look, Artie, are you... Are you prepared to be disappointed with the reply that you get, or don't get? Because it's probably going to be uh, about, like, five words long, and it will be completely dismissive. Are you prepared to... Deal with that. Yeah, that sounds like Max. Why? <laughs> Why are you okay with that? Oh, he's the, the pouty, broody type. He doesn't talk. We usually yes, just, he like... does. He talk. He would not stop talking when he was on board our ship. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He would not oh, stop no. talking for five seconds. Yeah, because you were no, and he was nervous. Nervous. Nerf. Yeah, no, when we I did think you were hot. When we hung out, we would just I don't know, play cards, have drinks. We tried to make out that one time, but it didn't really that poor yeah. man. I know you mentioned that. I He listens. Okay, but I'm going to I'm going to use some of these words to make it really clear that this is not my idea. Okay? So Okay. Just Let's start see. thinking about what you want to say, I guess. Wait, no, that's one word. Uh, uh. 
You have 19 words. While Artie's counting Jill, Mm -hmm. do you have uh, an extra sending in you? Yeah, yeah, no, I've got... (laughs) Yeah, I've got plenty of slots, but you got got one? I can send it off first. I was thinking of messaging my, my dad. Oh, your dad? Yeah. Okay, um, then... Does he is is he familiar with sendings at all? I think he is. I believe his old deep gnome friend did sendings sometimes. Okay. He would occasionally mention he got a message, but we'd never see him. Okay, so uh mention that so you so you just want to preface this with like yeah, do you have something prepared? Yeah, this is this is what I'd come up with if it works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jill kind of focuses, visualizes Wynn's dad, which I'm pretty sure is a dude with a newspaper, is largely how Jill remembers <laughs> yeah. that visit. Yes. Which was extremely disorienting. Glasses perched on the edge of his nose. Excellent. Old farmer type. Oh, I really hope this works out okay. Uh, Jill for Wynn. Hey, Dad. Talking to you, figured mom... M- m- mom... Wanted to let you know I'm well. Ship will be coming home soon-ish. Love you all. Aww. There's a moment, and then the response is, uh, Yep. Good to hear from you. Love you. <laughs> yep. That's a dad. <laughs> that's a dad, all right. Checked in. Still dad. <laughs> <laughs> Survey says, dad. <laughs> all right. Uh... Artie, what you got? I got it. 19 words? He, he, like, the whole time that you guys were doing that, Artie had been furiously counting, like, muttering to himself and using his fingers to count. And, like, you see a few beads of sweat. (laughs) I've, I got it. I got it. Okay. Hi, Max. Thinking of you. I met some cool sky horses. I have a new gun. Miss you. Bye. That yeah, that all adds up to twenty five. Nice work. <sighs> okay, Jill. Very much more reluctantly this time, like visibly reluctantly, closes her eyes, focuses, thinks about Max. <laughs> uh, and against my better judgment, Artie says, "Hi, Max. Thinking of you." I met some cool sky horses. I have a new gun. Miss you. Bye. There is a pause, but you don't hear back the the magical dial turn, per se. And the pause goes on long enough that you think you're going to get ghosted again. But instead, you hear this back. I've been trying to be polite, but you won't take the hint. Stop contacting me and sending stupid little messages. I'm busy with important matters. Jill's mouth opens and closes. That uh, did these did these say something back? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, he he did, and I think he used all twenty five words. <laughs> Um, Artie, um, mm-hmm. he doesn't want me to contact him ever again, so, uh, sorry, I think that includes you, and, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I think I'm actually all out of spell slots. I'm just going to go um, lie down and uh, I'll take a, a later watch and um, I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> Night, guys. Wynn kind of watches Jill go. Uh, presumably Wynn is sitting next to Alviva now. Uh, and watches this happen and then glances to Alviva and says, you take first watch, I'll take second and third. Let's just let her... Yeah. 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 Artie's face, like, visibly falls. That doesn't sound like Max. He's an ass, but he's not. And, like, he closes in on himself. Oh, no. And Artie. I mean, listen, He can be mean to me. He shouldn't be mean to Jill. No. I mean, we don't know very much about anything that's going on. And I'm I going to go kick that... his ass. It might <laughs> be. Perhaps it's the optimist in me. But perhaps he's just trying to protect everybody. Does that sound like a thing he'd do? I don't know him very well. We just don't know a lot, right? That's the problem with these head messages. Yeah. Is that you don't know what's going on. We don't know much about Fedonia or you know most of the context so I had the same thought. I'm going to go kick his ass but I know I know royals are shitty and yeah. I know royal politics are shitty yes but not like that yeah Artie do you want a hug? he pouts like no okay but you know he does alright Artie are you I- Artie, I'm going to give you a hug for me. Is that okay? Fine. Wynne steps over and embraces Artie with her skinny little arm. (laughs) Alviva joins in. With the two of our skinny arms combined, we can manage (laughs) to hug this beefy fish. (laughs) His biceps are just bulging. (laughs) Amazing. I'm still going to kick his ass. That's fine. We'll go and kick his ass. We'll kick his ass for talking mean to you and Jill. But first... And then he he kind of just lies on Jill. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, the, have a snuggle pile. Viva's got first what watch. Is, what is this? What is this? What are, you, what are you doing? It's a snuggle pile, Jill. Accept it. And then Wynne goes and throws herself on top. <laughs> Jill, you automatically fail your strength saving throw. You are in a snuggle pile now. <laughs> Guys, don't. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <clears throat> Sorry, Jill. This is for us. Yeah, it's for this us. This is for me now, too. Yes. Uh, Artie really needs a snuggle pile today. He needs to be in a snuggle sandwich. You are the bread on the bottom. I am the bread on top. <sighs> there are, like, tears in his eyes. And he's his lip is quivering. Oh. Okay. Come here, bud. Artie. <laughs> I'm gonna kick his ass for you. I'm going to <laughs> kick his ass for you. <laughs> we're gonna make a line and we're gonna kick his ass you know like a guillotine it's like that except <laughs> his ass is all set up and everybody just walks by and gives it a kick you mean a a pillory oh like no like stockades the yeah. stockade yeah. 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 yeah yeah but it's his butt an ass kicking stockade yeah when uh, sorry Alviva you're taking first watch yes cool roll a perception check for me please sure 
sitting alone and staring out into the forest is Alviva's happy calm place. <laughs> That's just a 10. <laughs> She's yep. not doing a great job. Your watch passes without incident that you're aware of. All right. Did Wynn say, did you say you were going to take second and third because if you're sleepy, yeah. not needing to sleep? All right. Yeah. Well, then I'll come give you a tap. Wynn uh, comes out of a trance, nods to Vive, gestures to the uh, snuggle pile, and then moves to the edge to keep watch. Oh, shit. The full, the combined power of Nap Squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. It's, yeah, sorry, Jill. It's like having multiple cats on you. You are, you are overcome. You just sleep through everything. <laughs> oh. Amazing. No matter how hot you get or how much you want to change positions, you can't. Oh, no. My legs <laughs> asleep. <laughs> you don't actually have that much discomfort, Jill. It's surprising. Oh, yeah, comforting. no, these guys are fucking professionals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wynn, will you please roll me a perception check? Yes, I will. If I can hit the right buttons. 20. Ooh. When you notice that there's less bird song of night birds yeah. than you're used to, and you'd think there would be insects around the corpses in this cave, but there are none. Aside from that, though, the night passes without incident. That sounds like a predator thing. I'll ask Alviva once she wakes up. And when dawn comes, it's a cloudy day. Alviva, by your estimation, you should reach the cult compound in about six hours. All right. Vive? Yeah? Uh, while I was keeping watch, I noticed there were almost no bird sounds and there are no bugs in here. Does that mean there's a giant predator nearby? Or does that just mean there's an obelisk that's ominous and, and shit's scary? The bugs wouldn't care about the predator. Okay. That Probably. does seem like well shit. Owls and stuff wouldn't care about the predator either, you think? Yeah, I think that that's well shit, though well I'm shit. not getting okay. the total eerie... I mean, if you think about it, if stuff that's around... If there's a bunch of zones of enforced napping... Or worse. Yeah. Then, uh... Enforced napping! <laughs> yeah. The obelisk of enforced napping. <laughs> I love obelisk it. Obelisk of comatose state. Uh -huh. Amazing. Then, uh, even if there's animals in the woods, then they might wander into one of those zones and then not wander out. So, it might make sense that even the rest of the woods is a bit, uh, low on animal life. Glad we have provisions. But... Yeah. Yeah, spooky. I'd like to let's get there and then let's get away. I actually would prefer all of the two-headed things trying to kill me over this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see. You continue on your way up the mountain. It gets a little steeper, but it's not too bad. It's not particularly rocky either. It's mostly the this slowly dying wood. As you continue, uh, you do see through the trees a few more obelisks, which you give a wide berth, and you do see more and more animals lying there with void in their eyes. Don't like that. Void. Don't like it. As we drop through, uh, Jill suddenly comes up short, like just sort of stops and- You okay? Oh, fuck. You you all right? Oh, oh, oh. I didn't tell the captain we were alive last night. Oh. Uh, uh -oh. oh, oh! I didn't tell Lachlan we were alive last night. Uh-oh. 
What, oh, which, oh, what, what spell slot is that again? What oh, level? that's a third level. I've got, I've got, I have, I have three of them plus a pearl of power. Oh, uh, oh, I should probably only use one. Oh, I shouldn't send them both. Uh, you should uh, definitely the fuck. only use one. Uh, I would yeah, say uh, Lachlan uh, and Lachlan can tell the captain. Right, right. Yes. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Right? Yes? Yes, that's I, fine. Sure. Right. Okay. Maybe? Uh, uh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's probably, he probably doesn't even notice. It's, that's. He definitely noticed. Uh, all right. Jill quickly, like, focuses, uh, her fingers just sort of start, you know, counting off, uh, trying to figure out the right amount of words. And then she is going to send Lachlan, hi, fuck, sorry, uh, stuff came up last night, uh, forgot to send, we're fine. Uh, conserving spell slots today, though, so can you tell Captain we're all right? Immediately you hear back, Juliana! Oh, I'm... Glad. I'm really glad you're safe. I'm really glad you're safe. I will tell the captain. Take care of And it stops there. (laughs) Oh no, that's adorable. (laughs) Jill just sort of like comes out of it. Okay, okay, we're fine. We're good. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Is she blushing a little? Yes. When kind of smiles mysteriously. Mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yeah, no, he'll he'll let the captain know. <laughs> oh, Good. wow, he, uh, huh. What, what did he say? He was... <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's funny, he, uh, he repeated himself? that's kind of cute yeah yeah because i mean like he's been really good about like 25 words total and then like he (laughs) sounds like he was worried huh i think he was actually (laughs) uh wow wow he was worried huh well, extra reason not to die in the spooky woods. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh right. And um while they're going, Jill's going to uh Jill's going to basically just use the pearl of power to just get back up to full slots. Very well. Aside from the aid casting, I'm gonna do that. So everyone, you get extra HP. Plus five HP. Uh I'm just going to uh I'm gonna cast that at a second level. And also, before we get to a point where we're like, oh, then we run into someone, and at that point it's too late, I'm going to flare out my cloak and say, okay, put all our valuables in my starry sky. <laughs> Don't want to lose my new gun. Don't want to- Constellation. Fish. <laughs> right. So we want to keep all of our, like, valuable shit in there. Uh, our equipment is largely still okay, though, right? We're just doing, like... I hope so. Anything non-essential? I don't want to yeah. have our equipment. Yeah, I don't want to do. I want. I don't want to do a boss fight in different armor again. Yeah. That did not go so hot last time. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. Don't worry about it. Well, okay. Question, everybody. Uh, What's up? Do we want me to have the medallion of thoughts for this? To like read cultist minds as we're going through, so we know like if we have to say something special or anything. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, probably. 
They okay, like so yeah. have, is it okay if I've attuned that instead of my cloak, or actually instead of mom? Yeah, you've got that ri- you've got that wand now, so hopefully yeah. that'll yeah. Overnight, you can have unattuned from mum and reattuned your medallion of thoughts if you like. Yes, please, as you wish. I'm gonna actually put my journal in there as well because I don't want anybody seeing all of our real thoughts. Yeah, on paper. Now I won't make you shuffle these things around between your character sheets. We will just assume this, and I'm assuming yeah. all your money goes in there as well. Yes. yes. Maybe leave just, like, enough out to seem not totally suspicious of, like, oh, I have a <laughs> oh, little yeah, bit of need- money. Don't we need some of the money? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we've got donate. this diamond. Yeah, we got the diamond. We've got oh. this diamond they were going to use for a donation, and, you know. Yeah, congratulations, now you get to hold all of my electrum. <laughs> my 3,000 electrum. Amazing. Now I will run away with the party's valuables <laughs> and money. Oh, a great she Yuffie, calls thanks. Up her- her space was it? Is dragon? Lizard? What is it? What? Rustics? Some no, Swido no. Dragon. Swido Dragon. My uncle's cool thingy, right? Yeah. Oh, the that was Sarfardin. Circa. Oh, Circa. They're yeah. a Sarfardin. So this would be more like, hey, Duke of Stardust, hey, Quicksilver Knight, I got the goods, let's dip. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <My> dads. <laughs> I don't have any drugs yet, but I do have a whole bunch of loot. (laughs) Warlock heel turn. Amazing. Okay, so we've got all of our non-essentials in there. Yeah. Let's do it. I just wanted to establish that as we walk. Yeah. Good call. You continue on through these woods, getting higher and higher. It starts to get a little foggy as you go, as you move into this. And then through the trees, you see what appears to be a collapsed ruin. On this cloudy day, you see firelight, and you see figures moving around. The ruin is old, with only a few stone floors and broken walls remaining, except for a large structure at the back. Water flows freely through here, and everything is mossy and muddy. There's a chill in the air, and you smell something a little like death, but not quite as repugnant, perhaps on account of the running water. A camp has been set up with braziers and people gathered around them. Hello, we are normal cultists. Oh, there are so many people here. There must be at least 40 people here, all in all humanoid races. How do you do, fellow cultists? How do you do, fellow cultists? You see elves, dwarves, some halflings, a number of orcs, one single kobold. Many are in common clothes, but some wear robes and openly carry scimitars or jagged daggers. Where did you guys, you guys, what's our background? Did we come from, did we come from Port Meridian? We came from Port Meridian. Okay. Yeah, we came, keep it we came from Port Meridian. We love the world eater. Yeah. I love that worm. We love it in a way that's like, you know, the world is terrible and it's going to end. Nothing matters. You know, nihilist. Yeah. We're nihilists. We want to die or something. Yeah. Okay. Something. Sure. Right up the <laughs> other end of the camp where the the structure at the back is, you see three towering figures standing stock still. At first you think they're statues, but they move a little in the wind, and you realize that these are 12-foot-tall skeletons, clad oh. from head to toe in armor. Each of them carries a greatsword in either hand, and has a bow as long and thick as a small tree slung over their backs. Oh, boy. Oh. It's Killington's. Gotta be skeletons. As you approach, 
some of the people look to you and call out, but not an alarm. They say, new arrivals. And one of the cultists looks up and comes over to you. Wynne lifts her hand. And the cultist says, hello, welcome, welcome. Are, are you here to join? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, Wonderful. for sure. Did, did you bring in any tribute? We did. Yes. Uh, Jill uh, takes out the diamond and hands it to, uh, to this cultist. The cultist looks at it and goes, ooh, very nice. We all pooled together. I hope that's okay. Yo, yeah, that's this is this is beautiful. It's from all of us. And <laughs> out from under their robe, they pull a small sack and they drop it in the sack, and you hear no clinking, no sound at all. The sack doesn't even rustle as the diamond falls in. Oh, we need that infinite sack. And the cultist says, "Okay, uh, head on up to the structure at the back, and someone will help you there." And then they Thank go you. back to where they were, which was keeping watch off at a side. Absolutely. Wynn nods and moves along with Jill towards the back. Walk casually. Already heard the infinite sack comment, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he tried very hard not to snooker. Listen, I just say things. Uh, as as we as we walk, I want to casually look around and get, I guess, a a vibe check on. The body language of the people hanging out here and then be i don't know just keep an eye out for if there's anything yeah non-obvious anything that looks kind of hidden okay my question is do these look more like uh nothing matters or fuck yeah nothing matters dude kind of cultists i will get alviva please roll perception and cacophony, please roll insight. Yeah, we've never actually like encountered multiple cultists before. It's just been cult leaders. Yeah, a uh, nine. Yeah, and I got a twenty. Alviva, from what you can see, these people are of all ages and many species. They seem to come from all different backgrounds. Some are rich and well dressed. Some are dressed in poor clothes, and some are in the middle. Some of them seem to be carrying weapons or tools with them. One is wearing armor. They don't seem to have been deprived of any of their equipment. Uh, they just, they're all just sitting around the fire. They're not really talking much. A few words are spoken, but not a great deal. Win. you can tell that these are definitely more of the nihilism brand of Nothing Matters than the absurdist or existential brand of Nothing Matters, which all is right. to say they're the, fuck everything kind. <laughs> Got it. That's, that's sad. If I, I would go for the party branch. Yeah, you, I, I think I think Wynn would make a pretty great absurdist. <laughs> okay, so are we? Is this is this sort of where we were, where we needed to go? Where yeah. about where we are? Like yeah. pretty back towards the map, towards like this, yeah, like ruin that looks like it's towards the back with these yeah. giant skeletons. Yeah, yeah, you're at the structure at the back with the skeletons. There's a raised stone platform, and you can see like what seems like there was a massive battle here. There are braziers all around, gl glowing, and the massive guards draw your eyes but they don't move at all uh one of the cultists approaches you this one is openly carrying this big jagged dagger it's like the size of their forearm and the person just says new recruits when nods nice that's us welcome yep. your induction will be tonight you will meet the oracle and she will guide you all sit right. by a fire and rest 
you'll need your strength. Sure. All right. Happy to. Okay. Or not happy to? And they turn away. Normal to. (laughs) (laughs) She she pets your sorrow. As you speak, they just walk away mid-conversation. Let's let's choose a fire. There's one up by the skeletons. It is unoccupied up there. It is also right next to the skeletons, but um Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Yeah. We're the brave kids. I'm not afraid of skeletons. You go sit by the fire near the skeletons. They don't look at you. There are little glowing red lights in their eyes, but they don't like turn towards you or anything. They're just there. Mm. Oh my god. So love love the love love the cult. Honestly, the ambience is great. Very, very sad. Yeah, what what do you think the uh the oracles like? Probably scary. I bet, I bet. Juliana just keeps glancing up the skeletons. Being like, <laughs> like she keeps like casting them like reassuring rictus grins. Like, haha, we're here for the cult. <laughs> you know my um my little sister Floral? Uh-huh. One time she actually made a uh like an animated skeleton thing using her transmutation magic. Uh yeah. and anytime you walked past it, she put it up uh you know you know spooky time? Yeah, love spooky time. Love spooky you know, time. Uh, right around right around the Harvest Festival? Yeah, right around the Harvest Festival. She put up uh she put up this dancing skeleton and anytime you'd walk past it, its eyes would light up red and it would start dancing and singing a song going, I'm feeling hot, hot, hot. Why why was the skeleton hot? I I don't know. She didn't really explain it. Huh. But that that's what these skeletons are making me think of. The dancing hot 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 skeleton. No, it wasn't. It was it was just like it was acting like it was sexy. I suppose. Oh. And like we're we're trying skeletons to be sneaky on fire and pretend we're nihilists, <laughs> and Wynn's actively singing a song <laughs> quietly. I know, but it's like, well, hey, <laughs> let's maybe talk less. <laughs> As night falls, uh, one of the cultists approach you, Jill, and you realize that you're actually giving off a bright glow in a 30-foot radius and then dim light for 30-foot more. <laughs> and the cultist says, please remove your helmet before the oracle arrives. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No. Sorry. Definitely. Uh, and she's going to unstrap the little chin strap on, the, on her fucking space fun helmet. Oh, God. I forgot that that was there. You know, I always forget it was there, too. By the way, have a look at the map. I'm going to turn the Space Fun Helmet's light on and off. Look at the difference in brightness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's so bright! (laughs) Oh, you guys, dear listeners, there's just such a huge toggle of wee-woo light. (laughs) Just... It's enormous. (laughs) Here comes an asshole. (laughs) So... As night falls, you and a, a number of new of the the ones who are dressed without robes are approached by various ones with the big daggers, and you're all brought to the back. And at the back, you see how it's basically a stone structure with some kind of door in it. Yeah, it opens up, leading down into darkness, and a figure appears. She's a humanoid. About five and a half feet tall, dressed in plain black robes with a black veil over her face. She tilts her head up at all of you and gestures to follow, then retreats back down into the darkness. Okay.
uh, a number of the new cultist arrivals all follow her. What do the bunch of you do? Uh, uh, we follow? blend in. I yeah. Say, I say we go and we're actually really back. close to the door, so I guess we're kind of in the first bit, huh? Yeah. That no, you I are. I think we can... What? Can't, can't hold back? Linger if want to linger. I think that would look weird, Artie. Let's go. You want to hold hands? Okay. Yes, please. When you say okay. Artie, one of the red-robed ones with a scimitar looks and says, Shh, no names. Thumbs up. Okay. Okay. We will follow the, uh, the crowd towards the front. You follow into this darkness. You're in an ancient stone tunnel going under the earth. It leads down, then straight for a while, then back up some stairs. And the oracle steps out into a place glowing with flickering firelight. You stumble out into a large glade lit with braziers. It's nearly 500 feet long and about 150 wide. You see that it's actually the center of the ruins, surrounded on all sides by thick wood, thick trees. A lot of it is still cobbled, and there are broken walls and even a small bridge remaining. The bridge goes over a running river about 10 feet wide, and that river runs up the ruins to a platform about 20 feet oh. up, seemingly naturally occurring, with the water running over the edge in a small waterfall. There are stone steps chiseled out of the rock, curving up left and right around the sides to the top of the water. And from there, you see a faintly glowing mist. Oh. The oracle leads you up here, and at last you see before you the Well of Infinity. Oh, shit. It's not a well per se. It's more like a spring bubbling up from the deep. And it's huge. It's about 75 feet across. It ripples and burbles like any other spring might, pouring over the edge and feeding this river that you've seen all this time. The Oracle leads you up there. And by this point, you reach... Uh, by the time you reach the edge, a number of recruits are ahead of you. Some seem very eager. The Oracle just gestures towards the water. And a few of the recruits kneel down and drink from it. They seem to pause for a moment. Then one laughs. One cries. One rages and, and tears at their hair and goes and punches a wall. One runs away and off into the woods. And when one of them and when some of the, uh, the armed cultists go to follow them, the oracle holds up her hands. And the line shuffles forward. And at last, it's your turn to drink. Gem Jammer is performed by Annie Creighton, Anna Emmeline, Alexi Peppers, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio Rios, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio Rios, who can be found at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who can be found at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works, and our background music includes tracks by Tabletop RPG Music. Check out our website at crookedrussiancam.horse or .gay. For exclusive extras, such as Jillian's private diary, Anna's homebrew stuff, and other goodies from our other shows, our Patreon has it all for only a dollar a month at patreon.com slash thegemjam. Thank you very much for listening, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. By the way, did you guys ever see Sierka's art? 
No. No. There you I go. Don't remember. <gasps> adorable. What? That's adorable. It's a space snake. Yeah, and here's Kieran while we're at it. Here's Sunkle. Oh my what? god, Sunkle. Oh my god. Oh my god, those are very good. That looks yeah, like Sunkle's Ned Stark. Mac would like romance Sunkle. Oh, don't. <laughs> that is your kind. <laughs>